0: So today on American Conversations, we have with us the illustrious Cy Hirsch, who has been around and led many of, trained, and has been an example to many of us who are investigative journalists uh, in television as well as in print. Cy, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. So, Cy, you've written about what really happened with the Nordstrom pipeline. Do you want to give us how you decided to get into this? Was this one of those, you know, the the sources come to you stories?
1: Well, nobody in his right. mind is going to talk about sources, but, um, the fact of the matter was, um, I watched it. I had no idea. I was doing something else. And I was talking to somebody who I guess you could call a source. Somebody knows a lot more about things like that than I do. And in the midst of this is in the, the blow up took place September the 26th last year, which, um, late in the year, late in, in the fall. And, um, uh, uh, it was, as anybody knows, it was who, what, why, um, but it wasn't my main agenda, I was doing something else, but I happened to ask somebody, and uh, I, I got my first insight into the fact that we did it, which was pretty amazing, because it struck me as a remarkably stupid thing to do, uh, but, you know, you have to know there's history. And um, one of the things that's bothered America since the end of the World War II and the beginning, you know, of containment, of containment of communism, Chinese communism, uh, Stalin was horrible, et cetera, et cetera. We've made Putin into another horrible monster. They, we love our monsters, uh, like, uh, you know, like Mao was a monster. But anyway, um, uh, one of the things that always bothered us in this whole notion of controlling Russia was the fact that from the Kennedy days on, this was articulated, We could not stand the idea that Germany and Western Europe was thriving on Russian gas. Russia Russia has all kinds of zillions of whatever, however they measure it, feet, gallons, some complicated measure. Russia has been providing gas uh, through pipelines uh, since the 60s, late 60s, to, um, uh, to Germany. And Germany's gotten fat and prosperous on it, recovered from World War II, Uh, told the French and everybody else after they bombed and the Germans had bombed and raped and killed in Western Europe and the rest of the world uh, for a decade that we're going to be good buddies. We're going to be trading buddies. We're going to be a big industrial combine. We're very mercantile and they make great cars and they have the largest chemical company in the world, BASF, uh, which is now talking to China about doing stuff. And so they they made, uh, we called it very early uh, Biden used these exact words um, eight years ago in his speech in Turkey when he was vice president. Uh, we called it weaponizing gas. Russia was weaponizing gas and we didn't like it. So there's a long tradition of not liking the ability of Russia to make uh, political hay or at least be a good friend, certainly of the Germans. And that we've always remember the problems with Merkel about all this. It's always been a chronic issue. And so we, we have that history. So when I started, I heard what I heard. Uh, there was a certain logic to it if you happen to be, you know, like I am, is you know, 300 years old and remembering things like the Cold War. Uh, there's a certain logic, but why? Why in late September? But anyway, and so I started doing this um, actually, um, uh, let's see, it would have been late September and I spent three months before I, 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 I could write a story because, you know, you have to, one of the things about America that's always been, as I've been, as you said, I've been a journalist for what, you know, again, for since the uh, in 1969. And I've always had, uh, always had friends on the inside. And, you know, the important thing about being in the business is to have friends on the inside that aren't afraid to be critical of what they're doing and what they do, but they're loyal. The guys that talk to me, um, you generally have one, trait in common which they take the oath of loyalty which has to be done by officers and state department officials and officials in the intelligence community i think every year Um, when they take it uh, they're taking the oath of office not to their boss not to the general not to the governor but not to the president but to the constitution so those are the guys i've known you know forever and i've written a lot of stories about the intelligence services many of them very negative it's not that I'm always a patsy for them, and I'm not a patsy for them in this one. I just happened to ask the right question to a bunch of people that had done a covert mission for for Joe Biden under his just instructions. He didn't. He knew no specifics. That isn't the way it works. The way it works is the guys on top only know yes or no. Do we want to go? Yes, we can do it. Yes. They ask no questions and they're told nothing. The least, the less the political people know, it's always better for co- for protection because they tend to be motor mouths. And so that's where we are. That's what I did, and um, you can't have the kind of details. One of the I tried to signal the boys in the White House that I knew something because they. What happened is, um, what happened is Russia is going to go into the Ukraine. We, you know, not because he just willy-nilly decided, but because there's been thirty years of expanding NATO, making a lot of agreements that we never let uh, NATO into uh, 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 Ukraine into NATO. Ukraine's a big buffer for them in terms of the West and also NATO. And so for, um, for Russia and um, uh, we were pushing the edge, but that doesn't just, nothing justifies starting the first major, the most bloodiest war of World War II uh, of the, of, of Western Europe. And since World War II, we had the Balkans, which was part of Europe and Chechnya. but this is something else, destroying a whole country anyway. So there's no plus for him, but he was pushed. And, and, and so, um, The the question was um, Biden what the White House wanted in this in 220 uh, in 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 220 there was a new pipeline Uh, Nord Stream was the name of two pipelines the first pipeline was owned by uh, um, uh, oligarchs and half owned 51% and 49% owned by a a bunch of uh, Western uh, European uh, energy companies that were actually uh, what they call um, they were selling the gas downstream, down to other other. There was so much gas. The the first pipeline, Nord Stream one, began in two thousand and eleven, directly from Russia, seven hundred fifty miles down the Baltic Sea to a port in Germany, and the Germans were um, uh, they got really prosperous on that pipeline alone. And now there was a second one that had been finished, called Nord Stream two, in twenty twenty, also full of Russian gas. That in late um, in twenty one. Uh, A year before the war, uh, we convinced, we somehow convinced Chancellor, the Chancellor of Germany, Schultz, to put an embargo on that pipeline. It was full of 750 miles worth of gas, methane gas, but he stopped it and it had never been unloaded. It was just sitting there full. And uh, the idea was, the idea in late 2001, Russia's coming, they're moving troops into Belarus, and the White House asked, oh, no, I, sorry, I didn't turn off my phone, which is stupid, but I have now. The Russians, um, uh, Biden Biden asked the community for options. So they had the guy, uh, what's his name? Jake, Jake Stein, who um, is a national security advisor for Biden. You mean, you mean was,
0: Jake Sullivan?
1: Jake Sullivan, absolutely. Jake Stein, by the way, is somebody else who is also in the business. Anyway, um, uh, Jake Sullivan. Um, uh, convened a meeting in late 2021. It was sometime before Christmas of a lot of honchos in the executive office building. You know whether it is next door to the White House In a secret room there. And they included people from the CIA and the National Security Agency, the SIGAN people, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the usual State Department, Treasury, others. Not that big of a group. And the, the question was, and I used the words of art, the words that were actually requested. Do you want the White House? The question from Sullivan was, To the group, uh, uh, the group said, "Do you want both reversible and irreversible options? A reversible option would be sanctioning, which we've been doing. No, we've been doing the Cuba since 1961. You know how's that doing? And the same in Russia. Not doing so well. Russia's the grocery stores are still full there, even though the economy is down in Russia. But um, uh, everybody has the same problem of inflation. But anyway, um, and the other." Option was something kinetic, something irreversible, and out of this emerged the pipelines. And so, the the guys in the community start thinking about how to do it. But they pass the word along in late February, in late January. Within a month, they have a. They think they have a way. And so, what happens in early February uh, uh, of of nineteen? This is last year. Before Russia's coming, Russia's coming the twenty third. This is around the seventh of February. Biden meets with Chancellor Schultz in the White House, the German chancellor, and they have a news conference. And, and he's asked about what they can do to stop Russia. And he says, we will end Nord Stream 2. It will never start. And somebody asked the question, well, do you know how to do it? How are you going to do it? Don't you worry, he says. I'm I'm, I'm mangling the quotes, but the, the thrust is the same. We know how and we will do it. Doesn't mean anything. Let's just talk. It didn't stop Russia. The guys are working. The guys are working away and it's not like those this isn't like a, a World War II factory you know uh, uh, there's a bunch of guys working very quietly mostly most of the people involved were Norwegians. We've been working with Norway on covert stuff ever. In, in, we worked with them in, in against the uh, the Nazis in in the, in the end of World War II. I have a photograph of the, of Bill Kobe, the former CIA director with a, uh, on a mission with a bunch of Norwegians somewhere in a lot of snow up there. We uh, also work with Norway on bioweapons. Do we? Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I'll take your word for it. I know we work with them on, on, on covert stuff. We have uh, their secret services. They helped us run the op. And we know that there's 1,400 miles of coastline from Oslo in Europe, on the edge of Europe, Oslo, which is a European city, all the way up to the Arctic Circle, where they, the, uh, the border uh, Norway runs into the border with uh, Russia. And up close to the Arctic Circle, my government, our government has spent, I say, hundreds of millions, but it's probably closer to a billion. We've built a new synthetic aperture, which I'm not sure I understand, but it's a much more advanced radar, very expensive. We've upgraded um, uh, what I've been, a, just a dissembled uh, submarine base that was used in World War II. We spent incredible amounts of money making a state-of-art submarine base, and we we run missions, submarine missions, into the, into the Arctic Circle, spying on Russia from there, certainly the same with the radar. We've modernized an air base, a Navy base. We've, You know, we've done all the things we do. We've made uh, Norway, let's put it this way. If we're number one on the hit 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 machine for the Russian nukes in case of all that war, Norway's no going to be second. Anyway, I, that's, I don't know that. I don't know either one. I don't know what the targeting is. But I, it's easy to say that. They're certainly our big ally. And so anyway, we chugged along and uh, found a way to do it. Uh, the problem was... Um, uh, 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 the problem is the pipeline runs in the Baltic sea and the Baltic sea, as I said, runs long, two of them run parallel, 750 miles. There's no oil or gas there. So the idea that we're going to send a bunch of divers down, there, looking like they, you know, they're looking to fix an underground rig or some underwater rig just couldn't work. So we had to find a way to hide it. We did. And at the last, that was last May and June, we found a good way. We, by that time, the United States Trains people very well before they do something like that. We have a mining command, which isn't high in the list of uh, Navy Academy graduates, but the mining command is very important. Every major task force that we have around the world, you know, in Europe, they all have a, 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 a it's called a, usually one task force 168. The miners, miners can go and blow up um, uh, underground, uh, 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 let's say there's a, uh, uh, a beach or what you will, a port and is blocked by something that's submerged or collapsed, they can blow that up. They can do a lot of stuff like that to clear the away for um, Navy submarine operations, et cetera. They also, that's good. They can also, as I wrote in my first story, they could do bad. If we want to hit somebody's underground, let's say gas facility, you know, in a country we're not friendly with, they can do that too. They could do both. So we got a couple of the very best, only two, and they had to train for a long time, these guys, in the waters of the Baltic Sea, between Norway and uh, between Sweden and Denmark, both of whom say, we don't know nothing, we're investigating it, that, that's their business. If they didn't know nothing, that's their story. And let them stick with it. Uh, Norway just says nothing. And we say nothing. So the president picked September the 26th to do the mission of last year. Is and that
0: con- is that confirmed is it through your problems? sources? Is that- just the fact that it happened then?
1: Uh, I, I, I'm telling you a story that you can decide. Either I'm just winging it, or I'm telling you a story that reflects what people have told me, and the kind of people. You know, when I worked at the New York Times for in the '70s, it was in time, because they were in real trouble. The war wasn't going well, and the Washington Bureau wasn't doing well. I was then. I'd done the Milan stuff and done a couple of books, and I was working for the New Yorker for William Shawn, the wonderful editor. And they actually hired me away, Abe Rosenthal, the editor from the New Yorker because the New York Times was a powerful paper then, uh, very down the middle, unlike the way it is now, which is very tilted towards the Democrats. Everybody's in total panic, just total panic of another Trump. And my guess is we're looking at a Trump Biden rerun as of today. I don't know what else is going on, but we'll see. So we're in a panic, the the moderate papers, and the Times is in that way, panic too. And so um, uh, just getting back, I so digress. When I was at the Times, there was Watergate, there were CA stories about domestic spying I did, CA stories about going after Allende. No problem at all. Never <laughs> name source, you know, because you know, you can't do the story if you start talking about people. I'm not I'm not gonna put anybody in jail. I no, no, no,
0: no, but but so 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 the, you said that the president had decided that it's September twenty-sixth.
1: Right. I don't know why. The word came down today's the day. That probably came down two days earlier, you know. You have what you do is you you set the mines. And um, uh, we're talking about C4, enough to blow up probably uh, any building in New York. <laughs> I'm thinking that's a lot of C4, a lot of C... I don't know exactly how much um, in terms of uh, pounds or kilograms, but it was a big chunk to blow up. You have to blow up a seal pipeline and as bar- partially um, buried in sand, but also it's surrounded by a concrete a concrete tube because you have to keep this, this uh, the salty water of the Baltic which isn't that salty, the Atlantic's much saltier, but it's still salty water. You had to keep that from, you are got presumably these 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 cables, these pipelines are gonna go for a hundred years. You have to, you wanna protect them from being you know, etiolated by salt water. And so there we are. Uh, I don't know how the mine was, but two guys planted four mines and they did it quickly. Uh, and they needed to set a timer on it because um, the miners have to get out. When you have to get, they have to get to a decompression chamber and the boat, the valve has to get out. You can't have, you can't have anything going off immediately because, uh, so they usually set it for 24 or 48 hours uh, of the delay. That's not hard to do. But the president at the last minute said, in June said no. So this time they're back there in September. And by that time they it had been three and a half more months. I don't know how they managed to get it to go again. I don't know the problems they had, but there were problems, but they got it going again. And the question then is, um, why did he choose then to do it? And that's a question. I'm not giving you a chance to ask questions, but you're not afraid of interrupting, are you?
2: Mm-hmm. Are you? <laughs> I'll get to it.
1: it. I'll stick to it. All right. You could just say, shut up. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll think about it. Anyway, and so the issue is what's going on in Ukraine. We now put about, the last time we said a public figure was $113 billion, but it's probably another $10 billion since then, 120 something like that. In, and and even by late September last year, despite all the talk of the Ukraine, the talk mostly from sources inside Ukraine, and everybody in my in the New York Times and Washington Post, where I, which I read carefully, in the Wall Street Journal are really happy to you know to piss as much as they can on Russia. So if you only read the newspapers and not talk to people as I did, and there's a number that go have blogs and write say the same thing I have all along. Uh, Scott Ritter, Greg McGregor. There's a bunch of guys that know, been in the services, understand stuff. Um, uh, uh, and uh, uh, Larry uh, Larry Jones, they, they, they all, um, they've all been singing a different song, but not in the newspaper so much. Just lately it's turning. But so then, uh, I know then, there was a sense of realization finally briefed into the White House um, where we're looking at a stalemate. And so he's already got all kinds of money going in. We now need more things. We need the Germans to kick in some tanks. We need more money. And the worry is, you know, Germany, which was our big ally, and NATO, which is a big function there, and Germany's a big player in that too, um, may decide uh, that we're not going to start throwing more bad money, uh, more good money after bad. I don't know what was in Biden's mind. I do know then uh, that when he ordered the pipeline blown up, uh, he was. Doing something we had never done with Germany, to Western Europe since World War II, we helped rebuild the Europe European society, which is you know the, the countries in Europe reflect our democratic values, our pluralism, etc. And um, um, and uh, we've always they have no natural gas or oil. We've always had their back. We didn't like the Russian oil and gas coming in, but we still had Europe's back. So what he did with this. And um, is he told Europe, we don't trust you. We don't trust you not to keep on taking the oil that if it gets cold next winter, keep on taking the gas and maybe not giving us the money we want or supporting us as much. And I will tell you, things are a lot worse in Germany. I, I'm getting a lot of calls. This story here that I did didn't rev- it didn't it, fit, it didn't fit the classic mode, even though I had, um, I have to tell you, um, I'm, I'm working for a, a self publication page called Substack, about which I didn't know much. But I also know that I have to be careful. Um, I, when I worked at the New Yorker, which I also did for a dozen on and off for 20 years, I, I was used to working with the very best fact checkers who had to know who was talking when. And I did hire, uh, on my dime, of course, uh, a great fact checker who'd been retired but very happy to come and play. It's sort of fun to go back into this. And I also hired a great editor I had. I did a lot of writing for the London Review of Books, which is, you may know, is sort of the intellectual magazine of Europe. And I did a lot of writing for them um, uh, in, the, in the last decade. And the edit, one of the editors I worked there is now living in New York. He writes a lot, but I he's also working for me. So I have the same, I, I have to do stories early and I have to prove everything and people have to be talked to. So the same standards there. And I will tell you about subset. Uh, it knocked me well, out. Before you get
2: into that, let me ask you: What do you think the maniacal push is in Ukraine? To what, what do you think is in the White House's?
1: Well, I don't. What is that, their goal? I, I, I can just tell you: I'm appalled mm-hmm. uh, by the staff around. I'm a, I'm a call. I, I, I've known Tony Blinker. I don't know him well. I've dealt with him when he was chief of staff to Biden uh, in the uh, in the Senate mm-hmm. when Biden was chairman of the Armed Services Committee or Foreign Foreign Relations Committee. And he was also chairman, as you know, of Judiciary when we got uh, Mr. Thomas in the Supreme Court, for which um, a lot of people don't forgive him, but whatever. Um, And uh, Blinken, um, um, well, let's put it this way. I never heard of a Secretary of State, uh, an American Secretary of State who had a scheduled meeting with his counterpart in China, in Beijing, uh, canceling the flight because of a balloon. And so that's just, to me, what? And the incredible hostility as you know they began very quickly this uh, i called the threesome biden and um biden and um uh, 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 uh jake sullivan and victoria Tulin of mm-hmm. uh, of, of the maiden days the 2014 days who is now the undersecretary undersecretary of state for policy a very important job i call them the the uh, the wink and blink and a nod you know like in the children's book because they just one tone all the way negative 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 well, do you think they're incompetent, or do you think they're pushing a conflict with Russia? I think they end up being dumb because of the way they behave is dumb. It's not. It doesn't reflect American values. It doesn't reflect an openness. It doesn't affect, Um. Uh, Blinken said the other week, Chi came to see, um, um, uh, uh, uh Putin. What last week? And before he came, we they had a, the 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 governor of Beijing announced a twelve-point plan for peace. And before he even came, Blinken says we categorically deny it. And it turns out she came to talk about other things besides the war. I happen to know, I happen to know something about what was talked about, and would surprise people what was talked about. Uh, Putin was the driving force in that relationship. It would surprise people that too, that he's the driving force in that relationship. Putin is. I read his speeches. He's one very smart guy. Uh, you may not like him, but he's as smart as anybody has been a national leader in a long time. He's really quite. He's got. His, he's not a communist, you know. He's he does leave in a fan. he lives, I would argue, I would agree, he has a fantasy about Russia, the Peter the Great days, and Russia, not so much the socialist states of Russia. He's, so a of Russia. he's a czar, he's, he's a czar, a he's, a, he's, a, he's a king. Yeah, but he's a czar, but yeah. uh, there's new evidence, and this is, look, as I said, anybody who starts a war, you cannot condone. Right. He, what he did was nutty. And wrong. He should have been pushing, even though these guys made it easy for him to fall into the trap of the war. Um, I'll, I'll say two things about that. I, I'm not a long academics. People know Russia academically and know the history much more than I do. I'm just a casual. I spend more time reading about World War II, mm-hmm. in which they lost twenty million people, twenty million soldiers. You know, mm-hmm. if I, I I have a pretty good idea who who beat the Nazis. Really, I mean, not that we did anything wrong. Great. What? I agree with you. Yeah, well, we don't celebrate any, we celebrate D-Day, which is okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did do well, we did the war. We had some generals that were great and and uh, we had some generals, like a lot of the British generals were nutty. Mm-hmm. The Russians just killed and <laughs> got killed. Uh, he, um, I, I don't think there's any evidence he wants to go and take Germany or Western Europe, but he doesn't want anybody else occupying Ukraine. Right. My guess is, if you wanted to ask me, my heuristic guess is, He will settle for uh, uh, demilitarization. He even keeps Zelensky there. What does he care? Yeah. The Oblast. He wants the four four provinces he's got.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: He wants Crimea, which you're not going to take away from. him. And he looks like he wants to go into Odessa, which is just a sort of, you know, um, stick it to us. I don't know why he wants to go to European Odessa, but, you know, it doesn't make sense. But I also think he'd take demilitarization, which, of course, we won't do we've already why, why
2: won't I'm, I'm trying to get to what is driving the white house who is making the decisions and why are they doing it why are they pushing to try to take back crimea which is impossible it would be a massive land war it would take american involvement he can't even take Donbass. so he's not an existential conventional threat to western europe he is nuclear but not conventional forces so why are they pushing this war
1: this is oh, what hey, i'm two, gonna... two things one, one of course no i think is ideology it's the same. I, I mean, we're very. It's the most. This is the most ideological group in terms of hatred. All things communist. Russia is. It, but the, they're the, not communists. Well, yeah. they're not communists, but the, China is certainly, and they're certainly very hostile to it, and they're certainly hostile to China. And it's it's to the point where they're destroying a relationship with China, and China's made it known. But the press isn't covering everything that's going on in China. China's problem is they, 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 um, they don't have the money they need. They've been building. They've been working. I shouldn't get into all this because. It's stuff I know that, I, well, they, they've been doing a lot of major construction stuff around the world for which they're getting stiffed. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's a problem. That's
0: that's that's true. And they want more access to the U.S. capital markets. But I mean, side do you have any insight when you cross-reference this, uh, what, you, what you know about the fact that in early 2022, people like Macron, uh, the Finnish president, w- was saying publicly that Putin, when they were talking to him on the phone, wanted to hear from Washington. Meaning, what, they wanted to get a phone call from Biden, and Biden never picked up the phone.
1: I, I've read everything. Um, I, I get uh, it. Um, I, I think you could make an inference that maybe the reason I could write about the pipeline and the last line of which the story said, quoting somebody. Um, um, not at a meeting, just quoting somebody in space, saying it was a great operation and we really did a beautiful job. The only trouble was the idea behind it was dumb. And so when you're dealing with the community, um, uh, I learned this a long time ago, don't underestimate the brain power that can be assembled in our intelligence community. There are a lot of very competent people there. And they, uh, they, you know, the one thing I notice is that uh, there's no evidence there's been an awful lot of national intelligence estimates coming out of the community, which means they're not wanted. They have to be, you know, you, they just can't invent one. They have to be, they can write a, they can up a, a, an estimate and they send it up and it has to be promulgated. And they're not getting promulgated, I don't think. I know, I know some estimates that were done that, that we don't know anything about because they weren't promulgated. They weren't passed on to other agencies and the greatest of secret, NIEs are the most secret documents in the world. And the other thing about NIE is the outside readers are not in the bureaucracy. They're people and academics and others that are trusted by the bureaucracy, but they're far from agents. They're scholars in a various field. These are scholarly papers, and so um, there's there's clearly a lot of dissatisfaction or unsatisfaction with uh, inside various parts. I'm not talking about the guys who you know jump on ships and go you know shoot and kill people. They have that group too. You know, very aggressive.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I, I always talk about. When I do interviews, and I've stopped doing them, I, you, I, you've got me doing some. I stopped doing this week. I, I just don't want to do it anymore. I've done enough. Um, <laughs> but no, what I mean by that is that there's nothing more to say. I've got more to write. When I write something more, I'll 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 do an interview. But um, I've done a lot about this story. I've written about the cover-up, and I mm-hmm. I, uh, I will tell you that um, it's it's um, uh, the future is pretty grim if we don't change our policies. Because as you know, I'm sure you do too, uh, uh, Todd, that uh, Russia has gotten an enormous amount of support it didn't have before the war from from Africa. In fact, more than half the population of the world now supports Russia, although the major powers still fall in line with us. Um, And China certainly obviously does. Um, No talk of weapons. Uh, What I think Americans miss is if we need to open up an assembly line, for let's say we're the, the I'm told by military people that I know, and they're working, they're working from uh, uh, assumptions, but they're, they're, they're very smart people. We're talking about guys with stars on them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the, the, that the Ukraines are spending, expending enough more in rockets and mortars in four weeks as we did in war in one week. Yeah, sure. There's a lot of, you seem to know that, there's a lot of wild stuff going on, a lot of wasteful stuff going on.
2: A lot of corruption and theft and stealing going on too and selling and reselling. Uh, I will
1: tell you it, it goes to the top. And nobody wants to talk about in this administration. Really, they really
2: agree.
1: they yeah. know they know about it. They the guys at the top know about it. They briefed it to the white. They know it. They know, it. They know it, that there's a lot of stuff going on right now that's really untoward. But having said that, um, you know, um, there's a lot of leaders around the world that do what, what's going on, you know, with oil and gas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I mean, you could and also it's easy to accuse uh, 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 people like Putin is also obviously made, has a lot of money. He's got, you know, homes allegedly around. I, I know that one of the major European, uh, British papers, uh, a financial paper did a long study involving a friend of mine, a journalistic friend of mine, uh, a long study into Putin's money and didn't come up with much. Nothing in Panama, you know, it may it could be that, but it still doesn't mean he's got a lot. I mean, he's, he's,
2: he's, you know, keeping his oligarchs happy on the backs of the population. I mean, that's, of course, that's always true. Yeah. Do you know, how
1: much money Russia, the Russian currency, the Russian bank, or the Russian central treasury got off uh, Nord Stream 1 at its high point. And admittedly, 51% of Nord Stream was owned by the oligarchs, and the oligarchs know they have to kick back a lot. But not all and the other 49 percent, i don't think anybody has to kick back it's it four european um um energy companies maybe they did but i don't think so 45 billion one year mm-hmm. i mean that's such a money maker so well, they have
2: no they have no debt they have huge rainy day funds i mean they're actually pretty financially responsible i mean more about you because why do you know so much what's that why do you know so much i studied russia for a long time in ukraine i've lived there uh, in Ukraine, and uh, for for some time, I was there doing the invasion.
1: I'm just trying to get
2: get to what what is the driving force. Do you think there's any uh, validity to the theory that Biden is somehow compromised and is pushing this war to make us weaker and expend our ammunition for Xi Jinping? I mean, do you think that's a valid
1: theory? No, I think Biden's doing. You know, one of, one of the stories I wrote for Substack was about how presidents uh have they feast on wars they go immediately popular wars have always made popular and there was a wonderful um i did a book on kennedy a dark side of kennedy Mm -hmm. which i didn't win Uh, my kids were old enough so we used to have a sunday morning softball game somewhere in northwest washington with a lot of guys who had worked this was in the 80s a lot of guys worked for jack and bobby and we're all buddies until so I wrote this book. And guys would see some of those guys would see me walking down Connecticut Avenue, Washington, cross the street because I really, it was a, for them, as, as me, as a sort of a guy that always was assumed to be a good Democrat, to go after Jack Kennedy, he called it the dark side. And the thing about Kennedy was he was fascinated by the fact that Lincoln and Roosevelt, FDR, were the two greatest presidents because they fought and won wars. And I think he thought Vietnam could be his. He was going to show Khrushchev. In fact, I know that. That's what he said and thought. He was going to show Khrushchev. He'd been embarrassed by Khrushchev in in a summit meeting in '61. He tried to. He tried to. uh, He tried to talk. uh, What he tried to talk politics with him in a way, discussing, uh, uh, trying to discuss Russia, going whatever it is he 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 didn't know what he thought he knew and and so he came out of there saying he beat the crap out of me he didn't say that publicly but that's what he did say and he was going to show him in vietnam i think that has a lot to do with it i think we don't realize i don't think i don't think we realize how much personal ambition and psyche you have to do once you get to the white house it's for sure if joe wants to be reelected he he's got to see it through in the ukraine now, but tastes- if he
0: can if he can't win this side uh, he doesn't get anything out of it so why would he try to keep this going and not, well, not, and that push zelensky to sit at the table because no war ends without diplomacy um
1: i don't think there's much interest from zelensky i don't think there's much interest in zelensky right now or if you remember the stories were i have no reason to believe or disbelieve him that um, there was an offer made early for negotiations that he refused zelensky went through it but zelensky, i don't think i'm shocking anybody but after the maiden revolution when a, a very incompetent moronic russian leader of ukraine remember they used he had old, he kept cars he liked old cars or, yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. i i i knew a little bit about him he wasn't much and he was forced out and we that was an easy trick and we put in a pro west Government there, but mm-hmm. it sure didn't make the Russians happy. And um, beginning of a slide that led to this. Um, th- to get, um, I think Biden's goal right now is to be renominated. Mm-hmm. That's so you what,
2: think he has to win the war too?
1: He has to at least have a better output than he did. And I'll tell you something else that I don't think people pay enough attention to. At least, um, uh, Putin went into a very powerful Ukraine, a much more powerful Ukraine uh, two years ago
2: mm-hmm. because
1: of the buildup of, you know, despite the corruption, there was a buildup of uh, NATO was doing a lot of stuff there. We put a lot of money in. The army was better. And he went in with about 120, 25000 troops. And I can just tell you, um, uh, whether you liked it or not, the Wehrmacht was an awfully good war, uh, unit in World War II. And in 1939, they went into Poland with 1.2 million. Yeah. I never thought that Putin's goal was to go to take Kiev. That's impossible. I always thought that the circling he did was to hold off troops there so he could do whatever he wanted down in the Donbass region. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think the only way he's gonna get something going, I'll tell you the word I've heard, and I think, I don't know if he's agreeable to this, is the notion of suzerainty, which is that the local population can, in, in the in the Oblasts in, in the provinces that are in base the local population could decide for themselves that God knows how this can be trusted, but in a perfect world, who's running where, who could be one government or another, but foreign policy, the foreign relationship, the relationship with other entities would be in the hands of, of the Russians. That's, I think that's one ra- reasonable definition of what suzerain could be. It's, it's, it's a certain kind of control that you, you you handle foreign policy, but the local stuff is left. I always thought that might be a solution. Uh, but they're not looking for solutions right now. They're looking to contain the war. They, I don't know what they're drinking there, the Kool-Aid, but they, they really think they can do something there.
2: Russians you know? or or Biden? By, or the Biden. Trump. Trump. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know who they talk to. I'm I'm talking about Wink and Blink and a Nod.
2: Yeah.
1: The one one the one one team on this all the time. Mm-hmm. They certainly. Um, I, I I know the group only. Dealt with the CIA director. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, he used to be Undersecretary of State. Nice guy. Uh, who am I talking about? Sir, uh, Burns.
2: Burns. Burns.
1: And my understanding of Burns, actually, if you want to know the truth, my understanding what, and this is a, not a this is not empirical, but I heard it from somebody who, who's pretty smart. That the whole idea was that Biden uh, like Burns. He was a very good diplomat. He was also had been ambassador in Russia. And um, I don't—I ha- didn't know him at all very well. I, I talked to him a couple of times, but he was a, a pro. I think he liked him for Secretary of State, and Blinken, his old friend, for National Security Advisor, and Jake Sullivan, who had—there's a lot of questions about you know he was worked for Hillary as the as the lawyer when they were involved in the Gmail. And, yeah. And I'll tell you, if Benghazi. Hillary, what?
0: And Benghazi.
1: Yeah, and Benghazi. Uh, and if she had won, I probably was going to really do something about her, but she didn't win. Although she spent, by the way, uh, not as much, she wasn't, she's much more sensible and not, not, not loony, but she spent a lot of time months after not losing, telling talk shows that, uh, the, le- the election was stolen. I remember that she used the same language, but she's also the one that, what she called everybody the deplorables. Yeah. That-
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I, I ran, I worked when I was a reporter as a kid. I covered the, I learned the war. I was always interested in the war. I grew up, I grew up, uh, uh, I grew up poor. My parents were lower middle class. Second, they were immigrants. Second, there wasn't a first language, English. And so I went to public schools. I got a scholarship to do this to Chicago, which was a saving grace where you only studied the original. This is in the fifties. so I didn't read textbooks, but see, you, any thinking you did, any critical thinking was your thinking, which yeah. I think helped me a lot as a reporter, but anyway, um, and so, wow. Oh, I, I don't want to get into guessing. I I, I don't. I, I I talk to people who do some good guessing, but I just I, I. I don't know what they think they're going to get out of this. As you said, I don't know the end game. Do you and, think
2: maybe it's a negative uh, reversal of that? That maybe they don't want stuff to be found out as to what's been going on over there with the money laundering and and.
1: No, I think that we all know that. Yeah, you know, I mean. I I always thought if the Republicans in the House wanted to do something, forget about Hunter Thompson, Hunter, whatever his name is.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, two or three times in my life, I've run into amazing stories about what people in very prominent jobs, not only in government, but also in running one of them, running a big oil company, could the the corruption they could tolerate from a son. You know what I mean? They just didn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. I was going to write one of those stories, and I stayed away at the last minute. I Did a lot of work on it involving a major oil company. Mm-hmm. The son was doing something terrible, and the father finally figured out a way to stop him. But you know, fathers and sons, mothers and daughters. You know what? I don't know. You know, my uh, I keep on thinking about when Jackie Kennedy's daughter ran for the Senate. Remember the one that's now ambassador, Carolyn? Yeah. Somebody in my family who's very smart said rhetorically, "With uh, that." Voice and that accent, she said. You know, she's going to try and get state votes in upstate New York. <laughs> she said, "Doesn't she have a mother who could tell her what to do?" So you know, I, 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 I fear for what's going to happen because I think nothing is going to happen in the next year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, uh, I, I. I but see. don't
0: you don't you think, Sy, that the longer it goes on, the more it backfires on Biden because he has put his whole kitten caboodle behind Zelensky?
1: It's more than thinking. The polling shows, if you ask the right question. All but despite all this wonderful talk about everybody's behind him, a lot in the Congress are. I mean, can you imagine Chuck Sumer saying, "Let's have an investigation into the pipelines"? <laughs> Forget about it. You know this. it's the integrity that that's the the founding fathers had a great idea. Oh, three powers, the, the, the Congress, the executive, and the Supreme Court, boy, if they saw what was going on now, they'd probably try and reinforce those ideas. So I don't know what they would do. It's certainly but, not but the, uh what I would only I could Ask <laughs> me your question again.
0: Well, I was just I was just gonna say the longer it goes on, it seems to me that it's gonna backfire against the Biden administration if the end goal is to get reelected, because if you go south of the equator, Latin South America. Africa is not supportive of the Biden administration and Western Europe's taking on Putin. They're just not supportive of it, period. Uh,
1: a lot of Africa. But but here's the thing. That if you ask the right question about the money being spent, you get well over 60 percent. And that was a month ago. It's probably much more now. You know, we've got inflation here and well over a month. I think the real problem for Joe politically is going to be Europe next year. Because the inflation rate is going up enormously. Germany got through the cold winter without Russian gas, without the Russian gas, and that's a huge loss. Uh, And you can try and make it up with Norway's putting in more, but basically, the other thing is the Russian gas was also very clean. The Norwegian gas, I understand you have to do some filtering with, but anyway, um, that could be wrong. I'm just hearing that secondhand. Um, but I, I talk to people there a lot. Um, a lot of people in the parliament, in the Bundestag, have wanted to talk to me and I stay the hell away from politicians. I never never testified, never go near him. Uh, if somebody, you know, no, I just don't, I don't bother The one guy I talked to was Inouye when he was chairman of the Senate because mm-hmm. he, he'd been in Vietnam. I, he'd been in World War II and, and, and he knew about a racist war. Vietnam always bothered him. So when I did me like that, I would go there and drink whiskey with him. But, you know, they all have these private rooms. And he would tell me a lot about what's going on in that Senate, which is always a hell of a lot more than you think. Mm-hmm. You know, Boys Club, uh, but um, I, I think his real goal is renomination in the short run. And I don't know what he's going to do for the election. I don't know what the party's going to do. I, I I say it's going to be Europe's going to be. They're going to have a you know the odds are they had a very mild winter. The odds are they're not going to have a mild winter. Uh, the price of uh, electricity is going up enormously because most of the turbines are f- uh, because of the fact I've had gas since Nord Stream one and t- twenty years of great gas, uh, 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 twenty two years, twenty three years of great gas. Most of the turbines are run by gas. Yeah. Now they're going to they're tra- they're talking about reopening two closed French nuclear reactors, which are closed because you know uh, the same thing, mm-hmm. female island and, and Chernobyl. You know a lot of incompetent work there. I don't know what that's going to do for them. And renewables, uh, a lot of people are looking at China because China's done a lot more renewables than the West has. And this major major, uh, gas company, BASF, which recently did a layoff, have 100,000 employees. That may have been just technical. Uh, They've been talking to China about moving there. How can you start a major construction, uh, let's say a major apartment complex in Munich where population is growing, assuming it is? How can you start one without knowing what your energy costs are gonna be? Yeah, I don't know, they're going up a lot. And LNG, you know, liquefied natural gas, is, it's, is an off, awfully much harder and much more expensive and you're not gonna get as much of it as easily as you want. Uh, we've been selling energy at two or three times the retail price to them, which of course doesn't make us friendly. Um, our gas companies, American gas companies are, you know, their interest is in profit. They're not playing a political game with Joe. I just don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to happen. I have more more to write about the the pipeline. I think the goal of the White House is to never acknowledge it. I understand that they've also started talking about getting an investment. I've been making fun of them by saying, when people ask me in interviews, I'm saying, if he wants to know, Joe, you know, he can do something called tasking. That's the word of art in the community. He can task the Office of National Intelligence, the the major new office we built up after 9-11, they have an, an intelligence office there. He can really intel in the DI the department, the director of intelligence at the CIA is full of smart people. They can ask them for a major study. And anytime we have guys in the field, like they were in Norway, there's a separate unit that worries about those guys. And they it's they are incredible because they do things like monitor all the phone calls in the area where they're operating if they're operating covertly at a base in norway in norway they were operating at an interesting place um um uh, uh everyone saw i do exceed certain things i'm not saying where but it, it was it was the largest city is oslo so you had to monitor make sure that neighbors don't see a bunch of people going into a building that usually doesn't have much meeting they they, they do that to protect their guys in the field to warn them it's time to shut it down. And we they could have asked that I used to be called Section C, I think, but no longer. I don't know what the name's changed. It's very covert. But we could have gotten a great story of what happened if Biden wanted to test the community. But he, of course, he hasn't because he knows the answer. Yet they have recently put out a request for a study that's going to probably come back. I don't know who's going to do it if they do it. Uh, they'll do a study that'll be from the community, I guess. Maybe the O and I saying we we you know we haven't found any any evidence. Maybe they need that to help them fight fight the. Okay. Uh, what,
2: who do you think's running the White House? Joe's capabilities are limited. Who who do you think the real force is there? You're <laughs> tied you're tied into those guys. You're just,
1: you're just judging that by what you see when he speaks. That's all you you see that that stony face. Well,
2: well, just you know, when he has the cars,
1: his, his former chief of staff moving is is very scary. Yeah, right. yeah, because he was. I remember him a lot because he was. Um, I, I I don't. I, maybe I've talked to him once in my life. I don't remember it, but I I think possibly, but I have some contact with him somewhere. It may be secondhand, but he was quite articulate about COVID early on in the in the uh, Trump days. I remember, he was on TV a lot, and he's you know, and he was. I thought a great choice. But I hear.
0: He was the czar for under Obama for Ebola and H1N.
1: Which is why they brought him in on, on, on COVID because um, um, Trump was so crazy about it. We knew a lot more about COVID than they're telling you early on. But that's the way to, you know, that's not the community's fault. They tell the boss. Mm-hmm. And that's not the job. What's well, going on now, what's going on people are really unhappy. Which is, you know, people are really unhappy about what's going on in the They're really unhappy about the fact that um, they don't have traction.
0: Cy, so when you write more about this, will you come back and do another interview with us?
1: If you nag me like you did the other day, I mean, yeah. Okay,
0: I, I promise I I'm will.
1: Imperious, you're imperious. I can't penetrate you. I go, <laughs> oh, I oh, want. Oh, I'm tired of talking. Look at me, I'm yapping away. I know,
0: um, I know. I, mean, I guess
1: because I, I, mean, I mentioned my old boss's <laughs> name, Hal Bruno. Yeah, you mentioned it. Who was the the? He was in a ten-minute conversation with Hal. You could learn everything you wanted to learn. And I told you, I did politics, presidential politics, in '65 and '66. I was um, as a kid. I was always interested in Vietnam. And when I got out of college, I went to law school, which I just hated. Couldn't stand it. And I like I so I I spend years, i play a lot of golf as a kid, bumming around, even though, you know, when you're poor, you love golf. I don't know why. I found, you know, I don't know why. So I played golf for a year, bumming around, work, doing our job. Finally, so got a job with the AP in Chicago. And I was, you know, I could write. And so eventually I, they said, go to Washington. And I went to Washington where they signed me to the Pentagon because you have to really, so I watched McNamara and Vance do their dance with the press in horror. They used to have briefing. <laughs> I got there. They used to have a problem in Vietnam and because the AP was an important person, and UPI was in a big agency, and the New York Times and the Washington Post, maybe four of us would go up to—I hate to say it—have a drink with the secretary or Vance, the deputy. You weren't supposed to have drinks in the Pentagon, and um, and they would ask us for—they <laughs> would ask these guys for help and how how to explaining a story they wanted to do to, to explain what happened yesterday. You know, they really hadn't lost 18,000 guys in some ambush, you know, whatever they did. And these guys would help them. Well, what's what's the best soy seed you think? And they would say, well, can we say, according to the defense officials, no, just say a, a Washington official. <laughs> they would negotiate. Pre- I'm not kidding. And I'm sitting there saying, whoa, I didn't. this isn't what I thought I was doing in Chicago. I, You know, you didn't do that. Chicago, you know, you, you wrote about cops and you said a cop told you something. Anyway. I Washington played. is a,
0: Washington is a different game. That that's what we all know, having covered it.
1: But well, Sad, si,
0: thank you for joining us, and and I will get, I will be in touch with you to get you come back as soon as you write. Yeah, the,
1: the next of. one I might want to not want to talk much about, but we'll see. I'm doing it now soon. I'll get to it. I'm getting to it, but it's just about. Uh, 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 I I don't know how long they can hold on to the story that they didn't do it. I don't know how long. I just don't know how the White House can hold on to it. They may invent an investigation, but I don't know. And uh, there is empirical stuff out there. And, well, uh, We
0: will we will see in the future where this goes. Cy okay. Hirsch, thank you very and
1: much. Thank you, Chris. And Todd, it was a pleasure talking to both of you guys. You guys know more than you do. Okay. Goodbye. Talk to you. I'm hanging up.